0: Trigger warning that this does involve a death of a child. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to A Thousand True Crimes. Uh, this is Chelsea, and I'm here with my lovely co-host and bestie, Joe. How's it going, girl?
1: Hey, everyone. I'm good. It's Thursday night. Ready for it to be Friday. Huh. Remember when Thursday nights actually meant something? I was literally thinking that exact <laughs> same thing. I was like, do you remember we used to go out on Thursday nights? Thirsty Thursdays. It oh was like my God. We had this like, like
0: there's, I went to a small college and it was in like a small town and it, I guess it wasn't like a small town, but like a small city. And I was gonna say, wasn't
1: it Philadelphia?
0: No, no, no. It was outside of Philly. It was in a different town. But we were like 40 <laughs> minutes away from Philly. But anyways, we went to this one. We would always start off pre gaming, of course, and then we went to this one bar, and it was like I think I forgot what it's called, like Silver, like Dime Night or something. And essentially, like with a dime, you got like or like 25 cents or some shit like that, you got a drink,
1: like oh yeah, 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 rail yeah, drink,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that only lasted for like two hours and then when that ended everybody would go over to this other like super disgusting yep. <laughs> hole in the wall bar and it was like pictures were like 25 dollars or some shit not 25 dollars, like two dollars and 50 cents or some shit like that I can't remember but we would get really really drunk yeah
1: and um, it was a mess and then go Fridays to class the rash. next day And work. Go to class and work. Like, oh, my God. How did we survive?
0: I don't know. But how do I survive? Because I have to go let Lays out again. One second.
1: Yep. See? Uh, This is what being an adult is.
0: And then also, I apologize if there's, like, any background noise. We're trying to figure out my mic situation, and we think we might have gotten me a legit mic. Yes. But it doesn't make sense for Joe to mail it when I'm leaving soon. So... We're trying to, like, figure out different ways. So, apology.
1: Yeah, and Everybody. also, my, I do have, like, a weird, like, throat thing going on, so. Me too. My throat is, like, not okay. My, it, mine isn't, like, bad. It doesn't even really hurt. I just kind of, like, sometimes I just lose my voice for random spurts of, like, minutes here and there. And, like, it doesn't matter how much water I drink, how many cough drops I drink. It's just, like, some weird thing that's happening. But, oh, um, I think it's probably just allergies. I mean, you know, I have so many. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you guys did get snow yesterday, so.
1: Yeah, and we got snow, so maybe I'm getting a cold. Who knows? But I'm fine. I feel fine.
0: Okay.
1: And um, so what
0: you drinking over there?
1: I've got another red blend. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it's called, but it's yummy. What about Wednesday? you? What you got? What do you think? Is it rosé because it's yeah. early? Yeah.
0: Rosé. Yeah. Rosé all day. Always. Um, but yeah, you, can't go, right. you
1: can't go wrong with a rosé.
0: No. When I don't want to think about like trying new things, I just go to like my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to worry about it. I know what I like. Yes, girl. Done. I, <laughs> um, all right. So
1: are you ready for today's story? Probably not. Okay. Well, this is- They're never s- good stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Well, welcome to True Crime.
1: Yep. Um,
0: when you're feeling great and you want a downer, just come listen to a true crime podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll get you there.
0: We'll get you there. We'll
1: get you there. Oh
0: my gosh. Um, okay. So this is, oh my God,
1: Leilani. (laughs) She's three now. She has expectations. Okay. Back. So. This is the
0: story of the Hargon family. This is about Michael, Rebecca, and their son, James Patrick Hargon, from Vaughn, Mississippi.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, you used to live there. Well, not Vaughn, but Mississippi. I,
0: I did used to live in Mississippi. Vicksburg, Mississippi. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was wild. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about uh, <laughs> life down there. Um, we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna leave about that. We're not, we don't, there's yeah. a different, different time, different time.
1: And uh, um, we're talking about where, Mississippi? Vaughn, Mississippi. So I'm gonna get into Vaughn, kind of Mississippi. Like, yeah. So let's see what, what went down in Vaughn.
0: So Michael was 27. And he was a construction worker and Rebecca was 29 and she worked part-time in physical therapy while also staying home to take care of their four-year-old son, James Patrick. Okay. They were high school sweethearts. And like I said, they lived in Vaughn, Mississippi, and it's a small country town. Like Mm. it is very rural. It's the type of place where there's a house and then you go 15 miles and then, then there's another house.
1: Whoa, 15 miles. Okay, so way out. Gotcha. It's
0: country. It's a small, small town. It's the type of place that, like, everyone knows everyone. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows everything. If you dyed your hair blue, your grandma is going to know about it in five seconds.
1: You know what's funny, though, is I don't live in that small of a town, and when I did dye my hair blue, my grandma does know about it. Like, what does that say about my family? (laughs) But I get that. I get what you're saying. You're yeah. like, they're yeah. way, way out there.
0: <laughs> but then it's also the type of place because everybody knows everybody. That they are the type of people that they will help you no matter what, and they come together as a community. So, okay, okay. pros and cons. Pros and
1: cons. This is this. We, I'm setting the setting the scene. I got it. Okay.
0: So the the Haruns are a well known and established cattle farming family. Throughout the generations okay. of their family, they have owned hundreds and hundreds of acres of land, and it's all throughout Yazoo County. Okay. Um,
1: Yazoo so County. That's what you said. Yeah, Yazoo. <laughs> okay. It's a Where real do these thing. names come from? Like, it's cr- that's the fuck uh, well, known? it must be it must be like uh like an original person word or something like that. Um, I don't know, but they get a
0: lot of tornadoes down that way.
1: Okay. Now, uh, I yeah, know, that's probably I know what like, it is.
0: They, like, did a tour. Like, so, obviously, I, I got a lot of information from local news articles. But then, of course, ID has an episode on it on their, like, show Family Secrets that only has, like, three episodes. Mm. And they are, like, following detectives and stuff. And they're, like, in Vaughn, Mississippi. And I was literally, like, oh, yeah, like... This looks exactly like 61. I know exactly where they're at. Like, cool. There's nothing but trees and cows and random mm. ass houses.
1: That sounds, um, it's fun. extremely different <laughs> from the kind of life that I would prefer to live. <laughs> you know I what? say To say that each right? its own. Yeah. To each its own. <laughs> to each its own. We're probably that gonna get so sounds like hate. a nightmare, Chelsea, a nightmare. Okay. But, so yeah. <laughs> To each its own, to each its own. That's yes. Live your life. Saying. I'm so glad that there are people who do that job. That is an important job. Um, never, yeah, anyways, over, never in a million years. So the family is super
0: sweet. Everyone loves them. They're, they're kind of like upfront. Like you, what you see is what you get. They are the type of people that will like take their shirt off their back. If you need it. Okay. So, I mean, they don't have enemies. So February 14th, 2004, around 9 a.m. at the Hargon family home, a passerby drives by the home and notices that Michael's truck door was open and the house door was like kind of cracked open. So the passerby calls some of the other family members, like extended family members. Okay. And Michael's aunt went to the house to check on them. Inside the house, there's damage to the walls that looks like gunshots. (gasps) And there are blood splatters inside and outside the house.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. So
0: the family calls the sheriff immediately. And this is, like, they're a well-established family. Like, they have a good reputation and everything. So, like,
1: people are like, okay. What the the fuck? fuck." Yeah. Yeah. Where are they? There were no bodies. No bodies. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No bodies. Okay.
0: The police immediately rule out that the family didn't leave on their own accord. Um, One reason was that Michael's mom was sick with cancer. And since the family was so close, (gasps) he wouldn't just leave her during this time. He wouldn't just pick up and go. Also, James Patrick had asthma and his nebulizer and medicine were still in the truck.
1: Ah, no. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay,
0: and like the family did, let the police know like if you don't find them soon, like he will die.
1: Yeah, like he needed it
0: to. It wasn't like if oh, they have I'm to carry an attack,
1: like, like and do a couple puffs. If he had to carry a ne- so I have asthma. If you if they have to carry a nebulizer around with them, that's like real bad asthma. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, yeah. that's immediately what I thought was like this kid. This kid won't be able to breathe. Sucks. Yeah.
0: So, the forensic team is at the scene, and they notice that inside Michael's truck are gunshot casings, blood in and what? on the truck, and blood splatter up under the truck. What? In the house, there are what? several 22 caliber casings found on the floor.
1: Okay. That, well, that makes sense. They saw mm-hmm. a gunshot in the wall.
0: Yeah. So, the family guns had not been fired, and there were no weapons left behind. So they know that it wasn't like a domestic or, okay. you know, they do try to like bring that up. Like could it have been, but like none of the guns in the house have been fired. Okay. So the head of the crime scene unit finds a baseball cap and there's like this disgusting odor to it and they can't figure out what was causing the smell. So they take it into evidence. And at this point, there's no leads. So the extent of family are getting together and they're talking to law enforcement, but no one had really any idea of who could have done this or who would want to harm them.
1: Right. Cause everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And like when everybody knows everybody, like you definitely know if somebody has an issue, like you can't keep that stuff a secret.
1: No, you really can't.
0: Yeah. So the next day I like the family's officially reported like missing you know like okay. something's not right. Okay. And there is no evidence to the house of force entry. So now the investigators believe that it ha- it probably has something to do with someone that the family
1: knew. Like they had and to like, open the door for them.
0: Yeah, or like was it a domestic dispute between Mike or Rebecca that had gotten okay. out of hand?
1: And or it was start, someone who had a key. Yeah, someone who yeah. had a key. They had a fight amongst themselves, or but either way, like something bad There's went no down. no forced entries, so like the it wasn't a random robber. Somebody
0: that that they didn't know is pretty. Yeah, small. yeah. Okay. So they start to dig into the family's past, and relatives of the family let the detectives know that ten years before there was another tragic crime that took place at that house. What? Yeah, Michael's father have been killed during an armed robbery, and the detectives think that the crime 10 years ago might have something to do with what happened to Michael, Rebecca, and James Patrick. What? So, the house that Michael, Rebecca, and James Patrick live in was originally like a store that Michael's father owned, and then they converted it into the house. But 10 years prior... Three people came into the store, held Michael's dad hostage, and then shot him and killed him. <gasps> yeah. The three people who like, killed Ma- Yeah, Is this place good? cursed? Are you, are you caught up? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, there's a lot of Native American shit that probably went down on those lands back in the day.
1: Ten, that I'm sure. Ten years exactly just, later. Like, it wasn't eight years later. It wasn't it 11 was years, years later. Ten years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? Okay. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of shit that went down. Like, a lot of blood is probably in the land of Mississippi.
1: (laughs) You're not fucking kidding. (laughs) Like, between
0: slavery and African-American, slavery and uh, American Indians, like, Like, I wouldn't be surprised if every single house in Mississippi (laughs) was haunted. So, I lived, my house was definitely haunted in Mississippi.
1: Yeah, I remember you telling me stories. Ooh. That shit
0: was not fun. Creepy. I did not enjoy it's that haunted house. Yeah. And I lived there. I couldn't just leave.
1: But anyway. No, you're a kid. You can't just move out.
0: So the three people who killed Michael's father had been arrested and convicted. So now the investiga- in- oh, investigators. investigators are kind of like...
1: <laughs> I'm leaving that home? in.
0: <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. Um... <laughs> Now I have to make sure that the death of Michael's father had nothing to do with the family disappearing.
1: So Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, did he talk to the spirits? No, we don't know. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like make light of a tragedy, but like it's sketchy. It,
0: it is. This is so random. And like only a few true crime. Well, I guess like a lot of true crime people would probably know this. But did you know that like I think it was like the 1800s or something like that or, like, early 1900s that, a, like, a ghost actually, a, like, testimony was used in a court of law. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think you told me about this. Yeah. I think you told me about this.
0: I don't remember all the specifics. I just remember that, like, one little
1: tidbit. Someone yeah. tell us. Someone tell us. We could probably just Google it, but it's fine. Oh, yeah, we but, could. You could. After this. One more time we're recording. Yeah.
0: So, three days... Before the family goes missing. So February 11th. One of the armed robbers that killed Michael's father was up for parole. Michael and the rest of the family testify that he should not be released. The parole ends up being denied. And people are starting to believe that, like, the family disappearance had something to do with the parole hearing. So the investigators are kind of going, like, on that end. But then there are also, in the meantime, investigators and volunteers are searching the family's property they're looking for them they're searching the area and like i said this is rural mississippi where you can go miles and miles and miles before you end up seeing the next house or even civilization mm. and so they're searching through a ton Terrifying. of acreage and it's it, it's hills it's forest it's you know and nothing is found so
1: where the fuck are they
0: <laughs> yeah right Where? Where the fuck they go.
1: So, essentially,
0: like, the investigators that were looking into possibly how his dad's crime could have come be a part of this. hmm So, they actually went through and, like, they were able to say, like, had nothing to do with the family disappearance because, I guess, like, legally, when somebody's up for parole— at least in the state of Mississippi, from what it sounded like, was that the people don't know who testified.
1: Ah, okay. I see. So
0: like the parolee doesn't know who testified, who did this, like a lot of information is not given. So like, and they were able to like also other alibis and this and that. And, um,
1: okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So they were, and I was like, did I put this in my notes? But I think like, I literally was like, talking it out to myself and I thought I did and then I didn't.
1: But it ends up being like who knows who knows what you heard it from. But yeah, that's okay. So mm-hmm. that's the case. And so it wasn't them.
0: Yeah. So at this point, the investigators go back to the extent of family because they're like, well the one few lead that we did have is like not working out for us. So it has to be like let's keep looking into the family. So they come it's, to find Yeah, that's your
1: last, that's the last place left to keep looking. hmm
0: Michael had come into an inheritance from his late Uncle Charles. Okay. And investigators call in Ernest Lee Hargan. Hargon. I don't know. I'm probably not saying that right. And his wife, Lisa, who is a local veterinarian. Okay. Ernest Lee is Michael's cousin and was cut out of Uncle Charles' will and replaced by Michael. <laughs> Ernest Lee was Drama. the adopted child by Charles. So Charles is Ernest Lee's adoptive dad.
1: Okay, so he's much younger than him, and um, because you said they were cousins. They're cousins, right?
0: so yeah. So, so it's probably like a uncle. custody,
1: someone probably like came upon hard times, and they were like offering to help they out. And go,
0: They never go in into how Ernest Lee was adopted by Charles? Well,
1: either way, I think it's probably fine. I'm like, I don't think anything weird was going on. I think no, probably no, 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 it was, no. yeah, I think it was just totally, like, probably they were helping out a family member, and they probably loved him. So, like, okay. So, but then, but then, Ernest Lee gets stiffed by his own dad. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And replaced by Michael. Oh, now I see the biological son.
0: No, 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 no. Incorrect. Charles is the, is Michael's uncle. Yeah. Okay. Charles adopted Ernest Lee. So oh. Ernest and Michael are
1: cousins. Oh. Okay. 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 I got it. Makes well, not- I thought I thought what you were saying was that. Michael had adopted Ernest Lee. No, 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 no. sorry. And I'm like, no. okay, that's a little bit weird, but Mm-mm. it's probably fine. <laughs> All of this makes so much more sense now. <laughs> like, that's what I was okay.
0: like, why are you going into so, that a family member? Probably couldn't keep them. And I'm like, well, they didn't really say, like,
1: why Charles adopted it's because I don't I don't or... have the notes in front of me so I can't oh, like okay. keep like going back for reference I'm just like okay. trying to keep it straight in my mind I it's, it's I like watching like sent
0: that to you well no it's it like
1: you. watching a documentary but I actually get clarification instead of having to like rewind and like be like wait what's happening here yeah okay so the uncle the uncle Charles had earnestly an- well at first it was earnestly in his will then he took earnestly out and replaced it with his cousin Michael yes Got it. Okay. Here we go. Keep going. We're going to edit all of that out because that was stupid. No, you
0: have to keep that
1: in. I'm so dumb. Okay. I'll I'll just shorten it.
0: it. I'll just shorten it. Okay. But you have to keep it in because I think it's important that like people see like. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Because we're not like a serious investigation. No, we're not. So (laughs) I think we need to keep some of our mistakes in there.
1: We're two drunk bitches telling uh, true crime stories. Well, not drunk. But we're drinking. Yeah. Um, okay. So So Where drama ensues.
0: Drama Gasp. ensues. Okay, so yes. Ernest Lee is the adopted child of Charles, and so everyone believes that he would be the one to inherit the estate. I see. Yes. But shortly before Charles dies, he cut Ernest Lee out. Do we
1: have any idea why?
0: So they don't really go into much detail, and I couldn't find anything online. But from what ID, the episode said, Michael made several attempts to get Ernest Lee to come over to see his dad before he died. But Ernest was being stubborn over some issues that Ernest had with his dad. And that's all they really said. It was, Hmm. they didn't really go into too many details. And I couldn't find anything online that like, like, like broke it
1: down. It'd be interesting to know.
0: Essentially like the, Like, they're like, if Ernest Lee had just come over and saw his dad before he died, he wouldn't have been cut out of the will.
1: You know that's not true, though. You know that's not true. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Because I do feel like when people are in their deathbed, essentially, it's like they just No,
1: Chelsea. No. Look at my husband's family.
0: Yeah, but that's a narcissist. That's very different. (laughs) What it seems like on the episode that ID did and, like, the investigators said and detective said was that it sounded like there was some like angst between earnestly and his dad you know like kind of like yeah. father son like something bickering. went down that's and what i'm saying it's but it does sound like they did try like michael was trying to reconcile the two of them and okay. earnestly was just being stubborn and didn't want to okay and then his dad wouldn't have cut him cut him out of the will if he had just come and like talked to them and said his goodbyes okay. That is what it comes off of. That is what the show made it seem like. I don't know, you're probably right. It's probably some bullshit that it's like a Kelly southern doesn't town even, It's like, all bullshit. But I'm gonna go with that the late Charles, Uncle Charles was a good guy.
1: That's what I'm okay. gonna go with. Oh yeah, you I don't have be to be a bad, bad person to like just have really toxic family behaviors. Some of those yeah. some of those are just the way they are.
0: Okay, so moving, moving on, moving on. Um, so Ernest and Ernestine and his wife—they both, uh, according to them, were home on Friday and Saturday night, and both were ill. Mm. But like the whole thing—the fact mm. with the will and being cut out—and now the Michael, Rebecca, and James Patrick are missing. Um, well, and
1: they're—they're they're the only—they're only each other's alibis. Like that's yeah. not. A great alibi, unfortunately.
0: So it's a red flag to the detectives. And they do uh-huh. ask earnestly to take a polygraph test. And he takes the polygraph. It does come back inconclusive, but leaning to him telling the truth.
1: Yeah. And like polygraphs are so hard, you know, like we I don't, don't, don't we don't even admit. The, no, I don't either. Like didn't Ted Bundy like pass all his fucking polygraphs. Probably that man was psycho. So like, I don't, and like, I would fail because I would be so I, I couldn't you, it. Fail, to, like, you would fail. You would fail at at telling them your name. They'd be like, they'd be "What's like, your name?" Your and name, you'd be like, your name Chelsea.
0: "Chelsea." And I'd be like,
1: yes. "No." You'd be like, "Yes." And I'd be like, "Why is it showing deception right now?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'm freaking <laughs> out." <laughs> I would, yeah. I, they'd be like, "Is your name Chelsea?" They'd
0: be like, "Yes." And they're like, "Well, why are you freaking?" Well, they don't even talk to you, but. The detective would be like, well, why'd you freak out right there? I'd be like, well, I don't know. Well, is it? I don't know. Maybe my mom lied to me and just said it was. Like, I don't know. What are you even asking me right now? I can't when, do this. I was not there when my mom filled out my birth certificate. Okay. I was like two seconds old.
1: I don't know. It would be so bad. It so and this bad. Is, this is why I would I would just lie tests don't work. I know. I couldn't do it. I would
0: it. have a straight breakdown.
1: I couldn't do it.
0: So, at this point, there still is no evidence on what happened to the family. And, um, okay, see, this is where I did put it. They do, however, end up ruling out that the murder of Michael's father had nothing to do with the disappearance of the family. See, you knew what you were
1: doing.
0: (laughs) And then, yeah. Okay. So, February 25th, 2004. The family has been missing for 11 days now, and the community and media are doing everything that they can do to find the family. Over 60,000 flyers containing information on the family were distributed, and their faces are just everywhere. A tip line was created, and one tip comes in, and it seems viable. An eyewitness within the hours of the family began uh, being... Blah, 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 blah. An eyewitness within the hours of the family being taken, saw a white work van where the Hargans fan lived and the van had been seen parked at the residence just hours before they were reported missing. Okay. That's what they said. Okay. So the tip, the investigators start working on this theory that this van was used to abduct the family. Because it's a big work van. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. There's three of yeah. them. So they start to track down the white van, which, like, how the fuck do you do that? But it ends up, they come out. The, bleh, Jesus, I swear I have a brain. They end up finding <laughs> out that, and determine that some workers were in the area during
1: that time. So the way some actual was legitimate just a, a red herring. That sucks. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. Yep.
0: So 13 days after the family is missing, Lisa Ernest Lee's wife asks to talk to investigators. She tells investigators that on the 14th of February, she saw her husband get up in the middle of the night and left and then called her that morning. And if so, like early in the mornings of February 14th.
1: Mm hmm. OK.
0: And called which her is
1: Valentine's Day, right? Yes. OK. So
0: she he gets up at like two, three in the morning of Valentine's Day.
1: Wild. So early,
0: early and then call her that morning, and if anyone asks that they were together all night.
1: Okay, there it is.
0: Yep. So later that day, they go out for a Valentine's Day dinner, and at this point, Lisa and the whole family and the whole town knows that the family is missing. And she started to question earnestly about it. Finally, because he, like, denies, denies. And then finally he says that, yes, he went to Michael's and it got out of hand. She confirms that to the investigators they did not have a stomach virus that weekend and that Ernest Lee was destroying <gasps> things that could be evidence in their home. And she was home alone the night they disappeared.
1: <sighs> oh, my so, God.
0: remember in the beginning the foul-smelling hat that was found at the crime scene? Yeah. Well, forensic ran it, and it had hairs on the cap that belonged to a monkey. A
1: and monkey. Lisa
0: had a pet monkey, and she confirmed <gasps> that the hat was owned by Ernest Lee.
1: She is a garbage human being. Never own a primate. Um, that's. Yeah, I mean, horrible. I don't know. Maybe they ran
0: a, well, She was a veterinarian, so maybe she was rescuing it. She, you know, she worked in a veterinarian office, so maybe
1: she She was was a veterinarian
0: I think she was wasn't she or did she work in the office I can't remember well Uh, oh yeah as a local veterinarian so maybe like she was rescued maybe she
1: rescued it I don't know let's give him the benefit let's give him the benefit yeah we'll give him the benefit
0: so February 29th 2004 Ernest Lee gets arrested for weapons and drug charges and the detectives drive 100 miles and a search warrant was executed on his home okay they found fired casings that came out of his clothes in the washer huh idiot also casings that were actually stuck on his windshield wipers up his truck Idiot. and the casings matched the casings at the scene
1: what a fucking moron
0: like that's like rule number one
1: get rid of the evidence what a fucking moron Jesus well, Christ. Well, actually,
0: rule number one. And don't trigger warning. Murder. Here, I'm
1: going to do the trigger warning.
0: Trigger warning <laughs> that rule this number two, does if involve you do commit death murder, keep rid of the child. fucking evidence.
1: Like, first off. See, but I'm they searched the
0: family home and the property, and there's still no signs of the family. What'd he do? Did he burn them? We'll find out. After his arrest, he's taken to court on a preliminary hearing, but he's still not giving up any information on what happened to the family and where the family is. Okay. Um so the police decide, you know what, fuck you dude. It's going on way too long. We're gonna play a little trick on him. Okay. They tell him that Lisa's being charged and will be in a different like location, different prison, and she's being charged with three capital murders. Okay. And Ernest Lee like loves his wife. So okay. at this point, Ernest Lee opens up and tells the cops everything.
1: <laughs> Got him.
0: So March first, two thousand and four, Taylorsville, Mississippi. Um, This is where they were found. They had been buried with their arms around each other like they were sleeping and hugging each other. Yeah. He went to, so according to Ernest Lee, he went to Michael's house to talk about the will. Michael was at his truck. He went up to Michael's truck and started talking to Michael and Michael had turned like the truck on, I guess. And it looked like in Ernest Lee's story is that it looks like Michael had it gone and so Ernest Lee says he had to defend himself and he shot Michael mm. four times, but mm. he also beat Michael.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah.
0: I think he just went up there, they talked for two seconds and then he shot him and then beat him. And if like even
1: whatever. If even. Yeah. I don't even know. After Ugh. shooting
0: Michael, he enters the house. He hits Rebecca either in the head or the upper shoulder with the hand that the gun he that he had the gun in. And dragged mm-hmm. her and James Patrick out of the bedroom. There's a fight that pursues in the hall, and that's what ends up discharging around in the house, and also mm-hmm. dropping his cat. Uh. his hat. Yeah, he takes some hostage and forces them into the car next to Michael's body. Drives oh 100 miles God. and kills Rebecca and James Patrick by strangling them. He shoots oh Rebecca in the arm before beating and strangling her with his hands. And he tied a rope around James Patrick's neck, neck, tied a knot, and walked away.
1: Holy shit. That's, right. like, so yeah. bad. So,
0: where are they now? In 2005, a jury took less than four hours to decide he was guilty. Yeah, they did. And to be sentenced to death.
1: Yeah, they Two did. Two years
0: later, however, he was killed in prison by being stabbed by another inmate over 30 times.
1: Well... That I sucks mean, for him, I guess. that's but.
0: fine. I almost prefer that over the death sentence because the death, like you know, we can't have
1: inhumane, quote unquote, death sentences. <laughs> Being stabbed by an
0: inmate because you know they don't have regular over knives. thirty
1: times. Thirty times, what a piece he of felt shit.
0: Pain. So f- that to me, I'm like justice.
1: What a Um, piece of shit. I know. Lisa
0: was never charged with withholding information.
1: Okay, good. She was never charged with a crime. What I wonder is, like, at first, like, right off the bat, where she was like, okay, I'm going to stand by my husband, and then over time, she slowly started putting the pieces together, and then she was like, oh, my God, what did he do? And that's when she was, like, telling the police, she was like, all right, this is what happened.
0: I think that, and also that she was scared. I mean... I think if my husband came home and said I purposely went out of my way to murder a family and a child,
1: oh my god,
0: I would have to take a second to digest that.
1: I wouldn't no pick
0: up the phone because
1: no then kidding. at that
0: point I'm like, well, how do I know that you're not going to just turn around and murder me?
1: I know, and my child, like, mm, yeah. So,
0: and then wait, no, you—they
1: didn't have kids, right? Um, they didn't have I kids. I don't
0: know. They didn't say, and I didn't see okay. anything, but. Um, I mean, maybe she's like, I don't want you to kill my pet monkey.
1: Yeah, no kidding. First, um, yeah, no kidding. Well, Chelsea, that was horrible. <laughs> I know. And may know. he rot in hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, being stabbed 30 times. He got more his. justice to me than sitting in a chair and getting, like, drugs that just knock you out and kills you.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I'm not sad, sad, about, it. <laughs> I'm not sad yeah. about it. I'm not sad about it. I'm not sad about it. It's fine. So. I mean, it happened, and I'm sure that there's a bunch of psychological things that you could say about the problem with our prison system that creates environments like this and how that's not how prison is supposed to be and blah, 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 blah. This piece of shit tied a knot around a little boy's neck and walked away. Who had asthma, by the way, so already had a hard time fucking breathing. He beat a woman, shot her in the shoulder before strangling her. Yeah. And, I mean, he did, like, shoot Michael a bunch of times, and he, I don't, I don't feel sad. And all
0: because of, like, I don't know. All because money, of some, like, money. All of it over money, money. Listen, I'm telling you, money is the root of all evil.
1: Who cares about money? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Ugh.
0: I don't know. Did you hear what's going on <laughs> me? is like total like 180. Yes, you're talking money, about Wall Street, GameStop. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. They're all like is crazy. And it's like, cool, so you can fuck with us, but we can't fuck with you. No, sit down no. and take it, you little headshot. How fund. dare
1: you, you poor person? How dare How you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh, so I can't, oh, I couldn't get my I love nothing today. more than the tears like, of a person you. with a trust
1: fund. Nothing more. Nothing. nothing.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I was off. that person with a trust fund, because I would love to have a fucking trust fund.
1: Well, okay. I don't know. I just would prefer to have a market where people can actually work hard and be successful. That's all I'm asking for. Jesus Christ. So what what imaginary world do you live in? How dare I?
0: How dare I? How dare you dream, dream for equal opportunity?
1: No, 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 no.
0: That's the uh, Hargon family murders.
1: And I hope that's the that those that is- names. That one sucks.
0: I know.
1: That guy sucks. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he isn't alive anymore. To be perfectly honest. Yeah.
0: All right. So, Joe, what is your weekly win?
1: I don't fucking <laughs> Before know. Before wakes up. Weekly win is that we had snow and my girls were so happy. They've been begging and praying and hoping for snow and we finally got snow today and it was so Aww. cute to see them out there playing. It was like two inches and it melted by noon, but like they were so happy and they loved it. I
0: mean, I don't think you'd expect too much. In North Carolina for snow.
1: No, no, no. Not typically. On rare occasions, we'll get a bunch, but not typically. Okay. What about you? What's your weekly win?
0: Fuck. Um, my weekly win. Um, oh, oh, my weekly win is that we survived a whole week without the hobby.
1: Yes. You so did it.
0: So now we're, we're getting to more of a routine.
1: Yeah. Cause so you're a superwoman. You that's my
0: weekly win. So, awesome. super lame. All, by right. All right. All everyone. right, everyone. Well, well, check us out next week.
1: Yeah, what's uh, for another probably heartbreaking story? But maybe it'll end as well as this one ended. This one ended with justice, so I'm happy about it. Yeah. But if you guys hop us, hop onto Facebook if you want to join our um podcast discussion group. We pretty much just post our announcements right now because we don't have tons of people in there. But if more people get in there and want to like talk and go over cases and discuss things, like we're there, we're available. Um and that is a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group on Facebook and um a thousand true crimes pod on Instagram.
0: Yes. And if you can't tell, guess who um, does all of the work. Hey,
1: Which I, I did not, I didn't research any of this.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks y'all. We'll, we'll see, see you guys you next, next week. week. Okay. Bye. Bye.